You've come to the right place. If you're a course creator looking to build more impact, income, and freedom, LMS Cast is the number one podcast for course creators just like you. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of the most powerful tool for building, selling, and protecting engaging online courses called Lifter LMS. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. Today we've got a special guest, Dustin Howes. He's an expert in developing affiliate programs. Welcome to the show, Dustin. Hey, thanks for having me. Do you call everybody uh, a special guest or am I actually special? I actually do call everybody a special guest, so thank you for calling me out on that. <laughs> uh, but I, we only have special guests, so I guess that's uh, in defense of what's going on here because everybody that comes on the show is has something of value to add to the people building courses or training-based membership programs. And the affiliate question comes up a lot. Ooh. We have a, a thriving Facebook community. We have masterminds with our top level customers. And people are always asking about affiliate programs. I've done some affiliate marketing myself. We have an affiliate program for our software that we run through ShareSale. Mm -hmm. um, and we've seen some of our users create affiliate programs with varying levels of success. But... You you mentioned a phrase um, in in your in your what you do called affiliate manager. How do how is an affiliate manager different from an affiliate marketer? Different from a website owner? Like what does the manager do? Oof. Oh yeah. So uh, I'm, I like to describe a management position for affiliate program as a full time job. Um, that the affiliate manager is basically running those relationships with all the affiliate partners. So that can get really tedious if you have a thousand plus people in your program. And especially if those affiliates are driving sales, uh, driving clicks, you're always trying to get them to promote more. So it is absolutely a full-time job. So you can be a website owner and be an affiliate manager, but you're not going to have a lot of time for it. Uh, I like to say, Affiliate manager should probably be your maybe fifth hire on the marketing team because you're going to have lots of digital stuff that you're going to have to do. You're going to have your email campaigns. You don't want to touch affiliate marketing until your, your company is actually ready for it. And when you can actually drive a lot more traffic to your site from using an army of salesmen from affiliates. That's a really good point that I want to kind of park on for a second. I see a lot of people trying to launch their first course and before they even have it out of the gate, they want fill, they want an army of affiliates. But my advice is always like, that's too early. Affiliates is a True. scaling opportunity. It's not a launching thing. I mean, you, first of all, you don't want to get affiliates in there when your offer is unproven, right? I mean, that's, that's not good. Well, affiliates won't sign up to programs and won't promote programs unless that website's optimized and they have all the right things digitally uh, going in for them because they know the conversion rate isn't going to be there. Uh, a good affiliate will sniff that out immediately. If, if like the, the checkout cart process isn't smooth, they're not going to join that program. But they're, they're not going to promote... Uh, a product that's not converting well because it's not worth their time. Yeah, that's 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 a really good point. And you have um, a background at WP Engine. You helped with their affiliate program. 
And our Correct. company is an affiliate for WP Engine. We've, we've uh, made some sales there, but we also use it ourselves. We love the product. Beautiful. Um, and we're not really, we weren't really going after to make money. It's just while we're here and we keep mentioning WP Engine, WP Engine for right. hosting your WordPress LMS website. And there's some other ones out there as time goes on. But um, why, what'd you do WP Engine? Like, how'd you help them grow? Yeah. Uh, I, I joined their, um, I was basically, the, I was working for an agency that was doing uh, affiliate management for WP Engine, and then that agency shut down, and I immediately took a job as their affiliate manager, and we started with probably about 4,000 affiliates, and by the time I left three years later, we had a four-man team, uh, and the program had 30,000 affiliates in it, so that's a lot of management to do. And um, luckily, w, the way that program grew so rapidly is WFanchion's amazing product. They give away $200 um, commissions, yeah. which, which you got to love. And the product basically sells itself to people that are from people that are evangelists for it. Like, you use the product, you know the power. Uh, the biggest hurdle, of course, is you know, the price point starting at $35, it's hard for people to swallow. But um, once you spend enough time in WordPress and understand all the intricate uh, troubles that you may have and you see the value in managed services, uh, then that becomes a much easier sell for affiliates. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And that's great. You have that that history there with WP Engine. I, that company's been neat and has, you know, seen incredible growth over the years. Um, as a WP Engine affiliate myself, I know that they use a share of sale to manage the affiliate program. Correct. Uh, we also use share of sale for LMS to manage our um, affiliate platform, which essentially is kind of a middle man between the affiliate and the company. As soon as a sale happens, share sales, ripping money out of our bank account, yeah. holding it, or it's already there because we have to keep so much on in stock with them. But if it, if our yeah. if it goes below a certain threshold, they suck more money out of my bank account, and it's, it's protecting affiliates. It's also protecting us. Like the affiliates have to wait till we get through the refund window and all that kind yeah. of stuff. What? Yeah. But also in WordPress, there's um, there's affiliate platforms are you can put on your website. But it, they're not like a third-party entity that kind of helps manage the money and make sure everybody gets paid and make sure the the tax forms are filled out and everything. Mm -hmm. What when's is the right point to like go for a, a share a sale or a, uh, what are some of the other hosted ones affiliate mm -hmm. programs? What are some of the other ones out there? Oh, I, I mean, there's tons of outsourced um, platforms. There's Commission Junction, Share a Sale, Impact. Uh, it all depends on what kind of program you're trying to build. So with a, a small program like your website today can start what I like to call a referral program. So you can start that immediately to where you have partners, you have evangelists of your product, and they can go and promote that uh, very easily. You can build that program pretty quickly. Uh, I actually specialize in doing this and can turn those kinds of programs around in two weeks from scratch. Um, but to build out a real affiliate program on ShareASale, ShareASale is actually my go-to platform because I love it so much, the ease of it. 
um, the recruiting affiliates aspects of it is makes it pretty simple. Um, but you want to be at a certain point in your in your sales uh, to be starting out with the with share a sale. Now it is hard to go from a tracking platform that's doing a referral program and push them all over into share a sale, which is a giant encompassing platform. They're basically the facilitators of all those relationships. But uh, there are plugins out there that work in just the same fashion, like Affiliate WP. Uh, great plugin out there. Uh, there's quite a few more uh, affiliate Royale. I, I've used them before, um, but there are plugins out there that you could use today. Go and buy, and for like fifty dollars a month, you can run your referral program. That's awesome. And what, like, what's the the question we get a lot at Lifter LMS is how do I go find affiliates? And you, I know with like share sale, there's um, there's already affiliates registered on the site. Perhaps like for us, there's people that uh, WordPress products or write articles in the WordPress space or write articles in the e-learning space. And they can kind of naturally find us just by typing in keywords for looking for programs in their niche. But yeah. I mean, in, instead of just like crossing the fingers and hoping people find us, like how does an affiliate manager recruit affiliates? That's a, yeah, it's a million dollar question. It's something I've, I've gone through a lot of growing pains perfecting essentially. There's tons of free tools out there, Chrome extensions that help me in this process. Uh, but if I can ever suggest anything to anybody, it's always getting a CRM that you can manage these relationships with um, because you can do all the outreach you want out there. Um, you can, you can construct a perfect email and send it out to a thousand potential affiliates and uh, you're never going to beat that 10% response rate or join rate. Uh, it's just not going to happen. But if you have a CRM in place, uh, you can track the position of sending that first email all through sending that fifth email that you send to that potential affiliate. And you can increase your conversion rates to them joining that program dramatically. So uh, CRMs that I always suggest, if your program's very small, um, Buzzstream. Buzzstream is my always my go-to. You can get that for $25 a month. And you can manage all of your marketing um, campaigns, not your campaigns, but your relationships in the marketing realm through that uh, very cool tool. And that actually helps scrape email addresses from websites that you might have as potential partners. I love no, this is this is different from like um like an email marketing CRM like Active Campaign or MailChimp or ConvertKit or Infusionsoft. We're talking about like a sales CRM kind of touchpoint tool. Yeah. Not necessarily an opt-in, right? It's more yes. of like a database of contacts or prospects that you're building out, right? Right, right. You're you're out. You're just looking for like contact forms and email addresses that might be visual on the website, and that's how you would contact them. But instead of you going out individually finding a website and hunting down that information, uh, a tool like Buzzstream can hunt that down for you and put it in much easier format so that you can reach out on an easier basis. So it's doing some of that legwork for you. How do you make it easy for an affiliate to say yes? 
or to I, take a leap to try to even join your program and check out your product and maybe send an email or do a social media post or whatever. Uh, I mean, you got to make a compelling offer. What I like to do is work a little bit backwards. So I create a wish list of affiliates that would be amazing for this program to build my, uh, my program up or, or my company to bring in sales. Who would be my top 10 guys if I could just wave a wand, right? And then I look at those sites and then I put them into um, an, a Chrome extension called SimilarWeb. I don't know how familiar you are with that, but they will, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that will take that awesome website and it'll pound out 20 more that are just like it. And then you can go out and say that one uh, wish list guy is, is pure gold, but he's, you know, there's a million traffic uh, a month coming through their site and they're just too busy for you to join your affiliate program. Uh, you've got 20 other opportunities that are just like him with on a smaller scale that you can reach out to. But I make that giant wish list first. And these are the guys that I really want to get a hold of. And um, so in sales, we're, we're prospecting. We're not creating content and trying to attract people. We're doing the work. We're heading out to the internet and we're looking around building our wish list. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, essentially, I mean, as, as partners in the, in the partner perspective, right. It's, it's a lot different than, Hey, this would be a good client, but this would be a great partner. And some, um, you know, some services have a double-edged sword in that asset. Like WP engine was easy to sell in some ca cases because of, I try to get them join as an affiliate, but they have a WordPress site that's not optimized and they end up becoming a client instead. So yeah. <laughs> so I get a downsell or a cross sell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, well, what, in my experience with affiliates, I feel like you have to, this is just me speaking from my experience that you have to make it really, really, really easy for them to promote. And this is like, sure high quality images, your logos, your brand guide, potentially some swipe copy that they can use. Um, yes. Even I'm thinking of WP engine. They even made us a like landing page for our company to, yes. <laughs> to make it really easy to promote them. They, uh, so like, how can we make it easy for what, what are the table stakes for giving our affiliates what they need to, as a starting point? Yeah. Besides just the link. <laughs> um, yeah a resource center is fantastic make a resource center for your partner specifically and and that should be your first email when they join the program hey we have this resource center get all your stuff here here's all the banners you can use here's the links you can make a deep link using this uh program tool this is how you do it make it like a three minute video of explaining your platform and how they get their first link, how they go and get a banner and they put it on their website. Make this super dumb and easy because not everybody is going to be a veteran affiliate that is going to promote your program, but they may have a lot of long tail value, uh, which means you know they might just bring in one sale a month or maybe even one sale a year. But if you get a thousand of those guys that are doing that, uh, that's your army that I was talking about. That's your army of salesmen that's in the bushes, uh, hunting down sales for you, working on your behalf without you doing much. So 
that resource center is really key um, uh, to give them all those tools that you're talking about. I have some questions about that. So as of this recording in early 2019, I have about 400 affiliates and there's okay. about like 10 at the top in share sale that are like the producers. Right. But then there's this giant long tail that you're talking about. And some of them have never sold anything. Yeah. But, um, is that normal in the affiliate? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Can you like uh, just help me understand why that is, or I guess what that's all about? <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, it's that old 80, 20 rule, like, um, 80% of your program is, is going to come from your top 20% of, uh, I don't, you know, I can't even, I don't remember that the old adage. I think it's the Pareto principle, like 20% yes. of the effort gives you 80% of the results. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those numbers are so skewed. I hear so many and read so many these days. <laughs> Now I've even lost track of what I'm talking about. So, uh, yeah, but you're always going to have uh, your top 10 partners are going to produce way more than everybody else in your program. And uh, that can suck because if you lose one of those guys, if they go out of business or they focus on something else, like all of that production could drop off tomorrow. You don't know. Um, so, it's always good to diversify and that's why an affiliate manager's job is never done because you can't just rely on those guys that are producing. You have to actively go out and recruit more because the more you recruit today, say you send out a hundred emails this week and you bring in five new affiliates this week, those five affiliates are going to take a month before they produce a sale or they, or at least two weeks before they produce some kind of content. So you have to look down the road a long ways because uh, those guys might produce a piece of content in a month that ranks on Google's first SERP in, in a year. And those guys are exactly who you want in your program. But unless you go and recruit them today, you're never going to have them uh, rank on Google in a year. That's awesome. What, uh, what else can we do or even think about besides having a resource center and a welcome video and some good um, just materials for them to get started? What can we do to maintain the relationship? Like, mm. is it just about sending communication whenever there's a new product launch or some new benefit or is there more to it than that? Sure. Um, I always preach two newsletters a month. So you'll want to do one newsletter describing all the coupons that are going to be coming out or promotions that you're doing in the coming month. And you want to give those affiliates the heads up before anybody else, really, because they can produce content and get ready for that. And the second newsletter is always going to be about education. So educating on either building their business as an affiliate or uh, something about your business that is new and they should know about, or here's some content that you can use in your articles uh, to building new content, stuff like that. I've uh, used the uh, share a sale has a built-in newsletter feature. Mm -hmm. but I, talking to you, I imagine I might be doing it wrong. I really need a separate like buzz stream type CRM. It's <laughs> like I had the, the, uh, newsletter feature and share a sale. It's pretty light. It's like, yeah, you send a message and you can embed like their, you know, 
merge in their affiliate link or something like that into the content of the email, but it's not like a proper CRM where you can see like open rates or they can hit. Yes. It's, it's pretty light. Yeah. That's some, that's something that's kind of new in our industry is the usage of your internal emailing system to your affiliates, because traditionally it goes through share sale that you would send those newsletter uh, through the share sale system. But nowadays it's getting better practice to actually do it through your own, but you have to, capture those email addresses somehow and uh, bring them into that um, group essentially for, for email purposes. Um, and that may be hard to do unless you have an API between um, the two. So share a sale innately, it will not capture email addresses. You have to ask share a sale to turn that feature on so that you can see everybody's email address that comes into the program. Cause they won't give you that email address. They'll let you email them through the platform, but they won't give you the email address as a visual unless you ask them to. I'll put that on my to-do list for later yes. today. <laughs> yeah. um, there's different kinds of affiliates out there. Um, there's like traditional, like, blogger, media content affiliates. Um, and then there's this whole concept of like influencer marketing. Mm -hmm. where, you know, like I'm thinking like a, a YouTube star or an Instagram celebrity in your mm -hmm. industry. Uh, how do we get, how do we approach influencers who may, may or may not be like there's people that are like, I am an affiliate marketer. That's what I do. And then there's other yeah. people that are, they're like, they kind of do dabble in affiliate, but it's not their main thing. Like, how do you, how do you work with somebody like that who may be not a professional affiliate marketer, but has a lot of influence? Yeah. Uh, some of it is training them, like talking them into it, like having that conversation with these micro influencers. If you, if you get a, <clears throat> let's just take, for example, a YouTuber, right? If they get over a certain number of subscribers, they're hard to get a hold of because there's a lot of people reaching out to them. Let's just say it's 20,000 subscribers, right? If you get them under that point, you can present to them the concept of, hey, I could buy a sponsorship from you, but I think you'd make a lot more money if you actually put an affiliate link and join my program, and here's why. Um, and present those numbers to them in some kind of capacity that they're going to understand, they might do it. You can always do hybrid deals too. Like, Hey, I'm going to send you a thousand dollars up front, but I'm going to let you keep this much in commissions that, um, possibly if, if that works for you, let, let's try to work something out where both parties make sense. But I can't buy a $10,000 sponsorship from you today. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> because you're going to have that conversation, all these, yeah. The YouTubers that have a certain amount of subscribers, they they recognize their value or they overvalue it a lot of times. Uh, so uh, talking them down out of those conversations is is a little bit of a, a tough uphill battle for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, I mean, it's that wish list scenario. Like YouTubers are really hot right now, and if you you find the right guys that are are going step-by-step step through process and they include your product in that step-by-step step process, that can be monstrous. The conversion rates on those YouTube videos are huge. Uh, yeah. So talking them into adding you into that will take some time because 
you're going to have to watch their videos in the past and like give them ideas like, hey, you can add me in right here and here and here. Uh, yeah. So tossing those ideas to them saying, hey, this is how you're going to make more money. This is what I'm bringing to the table. Uh, our product would fit great with you. And uh, yeah, so uh, wrapping it all up, uh, my point is you have to bring value to the table that they can actually see and visualize immediately so that you can capture their attention and make it easy for them. Right. Like, yeah, I'll help you figure out, I'll, I'll, let me help make, let me help you make more money. I'll show you. Yes, how. Um, yes absolutely. Um, what do you think about contests like affiliate contests, like where there's a prize for the top affiliate for like Ooh. a certain promotion or a certain time window? Is that, or do those help or hurt you? Um, two schools of thought. One is yes, competition breeds, um, more sales and everybody wants to compete against each other. I think it's a really good fit for some niches and, uh, especially in the, you know, digital SaaS product uh, space, um, you know, click funnels has made a, a killing off of these kinds of contests. Um, but when it comes to like an e-commerce product, uh, I wouldn't really suggest it necessarily. Um, and the biggest reason is I don't want to give away who my biggest affiliates are. <laughs> uh, you don't want your competition sniffing out every affiliate that's producing for your program. So uh, those are best kept secrets, as I like to call them. Um, so I don't really, I've never actually run a contest of that kind of capability just for that reason. You mentioned ClickFunnels, and I, it's just an observation as somebody who surveys the landscape of online sure. business, internet marketing, membership sites, sales and marketing. I run into ClickFunnels affiliates everywhere I turn on YouTube or like people are cold emailing me or other social media. Why, in your opinion, do you think ClickFunnels affiliate program has been so successful for that company? I mean, there is an army of an affiliate yeah. affiliates out there. Yeah. Well, every, they, they've done something really great. They can turn every um, person that owns their product into an affiliate pretty quickly. And they, explain the uh, benefit proposal very well in the early goings of, uh, you know, you sign up for ClickFunnels as a customer, you build your stuff out, but they very, uh, they're not delicate about it whatsoever. I mean, it's, it's pretty aggressive and they're, they're telling you how much more money you can be making by promoting us as a platform. Um, so I think their their biggest strength there is just that they keep on pounding it in uh, in various different ways. And they've got so many email campaigns and nurture campaigns throughout the years that they've been building that uh, that army is just massive at this point. So, um, yeah, the, the, there's very few products that actually optimize that in that in that kind of fashion where you become a client and you become an affiliate soon thereafter. And uh, I think that's a really good practice, but just not as aggressive as, as they really present it to their affiliates and, their, um, and the people that are clients of theirs. Well, I was wondering if you could speak to that, but I'm curious as a software guy myself, of, I yeah. have course software for people, and also my customers have their customers that, um, 
is is the customer somebody you can look to as as potentially becoming an affiliate and obviously if they're most of them have never even heard of affiliate marketing and um i don't know you don't want to put a bad taste in their mouth like you're trying to yeah. double dip or something like that is there are the are customers a channel worth looking at in terms of recruiting affiliates or should we kind of steer clear of it it should be your first channel to be okay. recruiting I, for i mean really when you say it like that um you know word of mouth referrals yeah. happen outside of the internet when people go to a business they get the product and then they tell their friends how much they like it yeah so, so i guess it just makes sense when you said it that way it was just it just made sense. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. There's, I'm always, I always go back and forth on whether you should be sending out a, uh, please give us a review or please join us our, our affiliate program, which email should come first, either two weeks or a month down the line, right? Because you want them to get familiar with your product and then give you a glowing review, but you also want them to become an evangelist of your product. So which one comes first or do you send them at both the same time? Never you send them, you never send it at the same time because you want them to focus on one thing yeah. at a time. But you also don't want to inundate them with emails that are beneficial to you rather than them. So I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? When, uh, when do you send out a review of uh, your product? Like, please give me a review. I have a pretty long, like, I mean, I don't, I don't see a funnel as stopping with the sale. I see then yeah. it, it expands out into like onboarding and then ultimately referral and becoming a super fan, which includes a separate email, like maybe a month later asking for a review, another one six weeks later asking for a testimonial, and then another one later asking, okay. inviting and explaining the affiliate program. I just spread it all out over a long period of time. Oh, Okay. But my main concern is that they they are that they they're getting resources to help them get set up and be successful before I start asking them for a recommendation or to sure. do an affiliate. Okay. Um, another question that I, I see a lot of people asking about or in general confused about is the difference between uh, like an affiliate relationship and a joint venture partner or JV relationship. Can you speak to that at all and how that kind of overlaps with affiliate? And I can elaborate more if you want me to on this. Yeah, JV is is not a uh, a spot I delve, I you know I dove into very hardly. Um, so uh, we call it two tier in the affiliate realm, where you can recruit other affiliates and then you get a, a certain commission of that. Um, industry standards, usually about 25%, which is also huge at WP Engine. Um, they have a two-tier system where you recruit affiliate A, affiliate A generates that sale, affiliate A gets $200, and uh, you get $50 for every single sale that moves forward. Uh, so you just have to recruit somebody, a big dog, into that program, and you could be sitting pretty for a long time. Um, so getting those guys are very hard to come by. Um, there's not a whole lot of websites out there that are dedicated to recruiting other affiliates for you. Um, and it takes a special person 
that would take a deal where they're only getting paid on performance in that kind of capacity. Like I'm, I'm really good at recruiting affiliates, but I wouldn't even do that. It wouldn't be worth my time to go recruit for somebody else's program unless I'm getting an actual upfront fee for an agency. Um, and then on top, I, I use, I usually bake that in to my recruitment process. If I am recruiting on somebody's behalf, I bake in a percentage like that for, uh, in perpetuity, like uh, I'm going to be the two tier affiliate forever um, for everybody that I bring in, but I still need, you know, X amount of dollars up front to, to be doing this for you. So um, yeah, as it comes for JV brokers, I just don't know enough about what they do and how much skin they actually need in the game to get really active. That makes sense. Um, and can you tell us a little more about what you do at coalition.marketing? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I run a little bit different than all other affiliate marketing agencies out there. A lot of them like to manage the programs for uh, you know, a certain retainer per month. And I want nothing to do with that. Like, I don't like managing programs. I think it's, it's a lot of work. And my expertise can be used in a lot of other different fashions. So I do consulting. I do program launches where I can get programs launched on a platform like ShareSale or um, any WordPress plugin. I can get that done in like two weeks. So um, I do that. I do program audits. If you have an existing affiliate program, I audit it and tell you what you're doing wrong, what you're doing right, and give you a whole game plan of what to do next. Um, and I also do a mild bit of recruitment where I can give you a list of 20 affiliates that I think would be really good for your program. And here's an email sequence template that you can utilize to go and recruit those guys so that you know how to talk to affiliates better. Wow. That's incredible. So that's at coalition.marketing. Correct. Um, so I have some more questions for you. Uh, in general, people ask course creators, membership site owners, and really any online business owner wants to know what percentage should I expect of my revenue to be sourced from affiliates? Is it like, do you have any kind of averages or what you see? Like, is it like 10% or 20% comes from affiliates in a business in general? Or maybe a company like ClickFunnels is much higher, but like in, on average, you should expect. Yes. 10 to 20? What do you, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, an industry standard is 20%, okay. but you have to understand what that means first. Um, the hardest, one of my hardest jobs with every client that I or potential client that I take on is, uh, managing expectations of the affiliate program. So what I mean by that, um, it's not going to work tomorrow. Tomorrow you can, you can put PPC campaigns in place that are going to drive, that's going to drive you traffic and it's going to start converting. You can do yeah. that with Facebook ads. Everybody loves those Facebook ads, right? <laughs> yeah. And they just expect this kind of turnaround from those kinds of campaigns. And that's not what affiliate marketing is about. You have to build your program, start very slowly recruiting into that program and convincing others that this is a good idea. Then after you convince them to join, then they have to produce content. Then after they produce that content, they have to start ranking on Google for their content to be exposed. That whole process, 
you're looking at six months until you're actually uh, ROI positive on the affiliate program. You're going to invest some time and some effort to get those partners in place. Uh, but if you, if you cannot, can, can be patient about it, in a year, and especially in two years, you're going to be looking at 20% of your revenue coming through the affiliate channel. And I've run programs where I've had 60% of like touch points coming through the affiliate channel. Affiliate doesn't necessarily bucket into who gets credit for that sale necessarily, but they would have touch points and they would get those affiliates paid for bringing in that certain traffic. Affiliates typically are rewarded on the last cookie, not the first cookie. Is that right? The last click of the affiliates out of yeah. the affiliates that are joined into the program. So it's the credit. The yes. one that, the last one that happened before the sale. Correct. That is the industry standard. There are platforms that can change that for you. There yeah. are quite a different, uh, I don't know if I, you want me to go into that, but there's split attribution where you can split it between as many as three affiliates. Uh, you can do coupon attribution where you only give the coupon site 10% of the commission and uh, the previous click gets 90% of it. Interesting. Um, yeah. There's a lot of, there, you can go first click if you want to. I mean, it's, it's just depending on how you want to build your program, but the industry standard default is always last click attribution. Well, you brought it up, so we're going to dive into it. One of the issues that I struggle with is uh, coupon sites. Yeah. So, um, you know, if I, if somebody is shopping online and they fall in love with your product on your website, the next thing they do is they open up a new tab in their browser. They type in the name of your product and then the word coupon code. Mm -hmm. Then they end up on an affiliate's website who has a coupon that perhaps is like way beyond any real coupon. Maybe it's like 50%, 80%. And even though like in your terms and conditions of the affiliate program, they're mm -hmm. only allowed to use authorized coupons. There's a lot of coupon fraud out there with, mm -hmm. uh, or just, and I know some people just don't do it. They like, we don't do coupons, but the reality is in, it's human nature when you're doing online shopping to go see if you can get a better deal and find a coupon, regardless of how, where you're getting it from, if it's a legit affiliate or not or whatever. Can you speak to some best practices around coupon and the affiliate world yeah i'd love to <laughs> this is this is one of those topics i'm most passionate about in this world um coupon sites are uh they're almost uh what's the word i'm looking for a uh, necessary evil in some cases right so they will they will make your affiliate program look really good because when they get clicks they convert at like 20% a lot of the times. And normal affiliates are going to uh, convert at like 5%. But these affiliates convert at 20 and they grow the number, what we call EPC, earnings per click, in the affiliate program. And when affiliates see a really high EPC, they like to join that program. So when you have coupon affiliates in your program, it makes the program look really good and appealing to other affiliates. But then you're, you're dancing with the devil because you've got all these coupon sites standing in front of registers, just handing out coupons before people check out that we're going to check out anyway, right? So one way I go about this, uh, it's a little bit different than most. I like to create a branded uh, coupon site for my clients. So 
let's take, uh, for example, uh, you, Lifter LMS. I would create lifterlmscoupons.com. <laughs> You're going to allow me uh, to own that URL. And be and, an affiliate? Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to take 1% commissions. Okay. The rest of your guys all are like 10%. I don't know exactly what your, your program standard is. I'm just going to take 1% and you're going to update me every time you've got a new coupon and I only keep that coupon list updated to what your coupons are. Now, I'm only taking 1% and I need that 1% because uh, I, I need to update that website and I can't need to keep it alive. But I'm not, I'm not charging you 10% for doing that. And... That's how I like to do it. Yeah. Um, and that keeps me at the top of Google rankings for that, that term, right? And yeah. keeps um, because you're going to give me a link back and I'm going to rank at the top there. Uh, it's a good relationship. And I also preach that people should be taking up that first fold of uh, the Google SERP um, with those terms, with those branded terms. And you can make your own site and do this yourself. This is just how I do it because I have a template that can, creates a quick WordPress install to go and do this. But you can make your own and, and do the same kind of thing. That's really cool. And I, I actually did something similar. I, okay. uh, when, when we first launched our affiliate program, I used to have, when I was a freelancer, I had a website called Badget Web Design where I started working online a long time ago. But I created a blog post called Lifter LMS Coupon Code. And I put a bunch in there because I, I just wanted to rank. I wanted to be second. I wanted to be at the top for that search. And people still go there yeah. and they get it there. The other thing I did was um, I'm not trying to fight human nature because I know people open that new tab. And I do coupons sometimes and I give my affiliates special coupons to use. And I can't keep track of all the affiliates. Maybe I need a, a affiliate manager. But um, <laughs> the... At the bottom of my pricing page, I almost always have a 10% off coupon. And the reason for that is just because I know it's human nature. They're there. They're at the cash register. Mm -hmm. I'll just give them this. And that way, they're not going to go leave and, and yeah. come back. So, Yeah, that's another way to combat it, no doubt. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, speaking of which, you need an affiliate manager. Uh, that's that's what my course is. My online course teaches people how to be an affiliate manager. So that's one of the things I teach. Uh, that's a six ninety seven product that I sell, and um, I can teach your team how to build a, a proper program, how to run it properly, how to recruit, etc., and keep fraud out of your program. But um, oh, I have, I have I a question. I have a question about that. Um, okay. I'm a big fan if you offer a service that you have a course is either a downsell or a cross-sell or a value add to the customer. How did you decide to to create the course? Was it to like just sharpen your own saw and like curate your thinking or you just, you were looking for another revenue stream for people that couldn't afford your services? Where, yeah. where did the course come from? Uh, this is, this is all like super fresh to me. Like I was at W Pangen, uh, maybe, mm, I don't know, nine months ago, uh, I left my job there. Um, and while I was there, I was looking for information on how to become a better affiliate manager, how to get certified as an affiliate manager. And the only materials that were out there were really old, outdated stuff that was all reading and super boring. And I was like, well, why don't I just put all my thoughts into 
a PDF and, and figure this out myself. And that's how I built basically eight, 10 hours of online material of me talking and, and doing this. Uh, so I went about it completely naive and the wrong way that uh, you usually teach people to do things. And, um, but you know, that's, that's the only way I knew about it. That's how I started getting into it. And I sold a few and then quit my job. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I wish I would have done it a little bit differently. Um, probably going through Danny's course or something uh, would have been much uh, easier path for me. But yeah, I, I sell this course um, and then I upgrade people usually to the, uh, to the one-on-one training or the consistent one-on-one training that I give for uh, X amount of dollars per month after they take the course. So they get the baseline um, understanding of what affiliate programs are and how it is to management. And then <clears throat> I can do one-on-one training, do strategy calls, um, you know, help them build their program the way it needs to be because every program is absolutely different than the next. Like even, even your competitors, your program is going to be much different than theirs because you're going to have different selling points for what you're doing. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, well, one more question before we go, and this is another one I get asked all the time from course creators or new online business people. Okay. What should I, what should my commission be? At Lifter LMS, we do 25% commission and uh, for like people who go above and beyond, we bump them up to 30 and that's what we figured that we can afford and like still cover our costs, you know, but I see some people doing 50%. I see some people doing 10%. It really depends on if you're an information product or software, or if you're like a physical product, maybe you have less margins to work with. Like, how do you figure out your affiliate commission number? Because I think a lot of people just pull it out of their hat. No, no kidding. Everybody, <laughs> I'd say a large majority just pull it out of their hat on whatever the industry is, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, First thing I like to do is doing a competitive analysis. Take your top three competitors against you figure out what they're doing and they probably already done a lot of legwork on what that commission means, what it means to them as a company, um, what they can afford and still make good margins paying out an affiliate. Right? So they've already done the legwork for you most likely. So look at those competitors, check out their offerings, see if you can beat that. Like that should be your first vision is, Hey, we can beat out their payouts um, and still make a really good margin. Um, that should be what you're looking at. And if you can't figure out what are the selling points that are better than their than their product, than what their program is offering, um, and really highlight those special things that you guys do much better than them when those affiliates are signing up and deciding which program that they need to be promoting. Um, if your landing page is top notch and they know that you mean business and that you're, you're going to convert better than the, the other program. So whatever you can do to get the, to capture the attention of those affiliates that you're trying to bring in over that other program, uh, you know, that's how you're going to beat them in the end. Awesome. Well, Dustin Howes, you can find him at coalition.marketing. Thanks for coming on the show and sharing your wealth of knowledge around affiliate marketing and building a proper affiliate program. We really appreciate it. 
any more tips on how people can best connect with you if they're vibing with affiliate marketing and want to explore this working with you? Oh, absolutely. Um, so on Coalition Marketing or hunt me down on LinkedIn, very easy to find uh, me at DustinHouse.com for my email address. Uh, I give away 20-minute consultations to anybody that needs help with their affiliate program, just wants to pick my brain in this kind of sense. Happy to do that uh, and see if it turns into a partnership that we can further explore. But if I'm not the right guy for the job, I usually turn away 90% of the people that I talk to on those phone calls. Um, but I'll point them in the right direction to wherever I know would be beneficial to their company. So just please hit me up and let's talk. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Dustin. You got it, man. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I hope you enjoyed the show. This show was brought to you by Lifter LMS, the number one tool for creating, selling, and protecting engaging online courses to help you get more revenue, freedom, and impact in your life. Head on over to lifterlms.com and get the best gear for your course creator journey. Let's build the most engaging results getting courses on the internet.